Tennis is a crazy sport. Well, no, not really. It, it's it's not a crazy sport. Things that happen in it are crazy. But the sport generally is not crazy, right? I mean, you have a racket, you have a ball, and a court with a net. Right? You got some painted lines on there. Or in the case of some, uh, I think it was like Rome or Madrid a couple weeks ago, month, two ago. Uh, where they have lines that are nailed down yeah, for the clay courts. But, yeah, relatively, you, you, just, you just hit the ball back and forth, right? Yeah. I was, uh, I was on Instagram earlier, and I was just scrolling through, of course. Benoit Pair, a professional tennis player, and a little bit of controversy, but he just, no, no need to get into that. I mean, he's just like, you know, doing stuff sometimes. Some people don't like it. Others don't care. Others support it. I don't know. Me, I don't, I'm just, I don't care. It happens, it happens. I'm not paying attention to it. Right, he's just doing his thing. He's vibing. But today, he, he was playing a tournament. Right, he was playing a tournament. I saw a highlight from the match where basically he sliced the ball when it's at the net, but it was out of the air. Right, His opponent hit the ball out of me. He sliced it out of the air. And it wasn't just a slice. I mean, no, it, it was a slice, but it wasn't like a like a slice, you know, back deep in the court. Like, nah. He, like, he touched this ball, right? He, like, he had good touch with the ball. And for those who don't know what touch means in tennis, sort of like when we use, like, the term touch, it doesn't mean, like, you know, the racket touches the ball. Like, no. It, it's, um, it's about grace, right? It's about, like, being an artist. about, like, making, like, a perfect, like, delicate soft touch, contact, a nice shot, right? And usually this is, like, within the service line, you know, like, toward the net, when you're able to, like, move the ball delicately, gracefully around the court, uh, positioning it nicely, generally with, uh, generally with uh, slice or backspin. Or even maybe if, like, a ball's, like, just out of reach, not just, like, almost out of reach but isn't and you just like you know stick your hand out and you just tap the ball over with like control and all that stuff that's having good touch right good feel Benoit Pair, he's great with that right he has he has good touch right and you see some of his highlights right and you just he, he's crazy out on the court with with like his you know the the, the game of touch right and it's not just blasting forehands and backhands from the baseline. No, this is, he's like up and down. He's, he's, he's an artist, right? His Babolat racket, that's his paintbrush, right? And you see some of the, you see some of the highlights, right? My, honestly, my favorite one, I think in like all of tennis, it goes back to um, Paris in 2015, right? The Paris Masters 1000 tournament, not Roland Garros, not the French Open. Um... He, uh, Benoit Pair, he, he's running up to the net, right, to, well, hit a shot, of course, out of the air, and he's sliding into it, right, and his racket face, it's, like, parallel with the ground, right, so the strings are just facing right up to this guy when he makes contact with the ball, and with that, you know, he has a lot of backspin, right, but he's cutting under the ball, so, you know, the strings grip to the ball, and it's, you know, spinning the ball back. Right, not topspin. It's not spinning the ball forward, but back, right? 
And with that, you know, he, he he's like barely hitting the ball from behind, if he is like at all, right? And and so with that, you know, the ball doesn't go very far. But since he's like so close to that, like he's within like a foot, maybe a foot and a half away from the net, he's able to just like, you know, pop it up. And it's, it, it's not that high either, right? He just pops it just barely over the net. Lands on the opponent's side of the net, and with all the backspin he generated, sliding into it and having the racket face right under the uh, under the bottom of the ball, it shoots back into the net, right? But the one thing that adds to this shot that doesn't make just the shot like that incredible, it, it's also the camera work, right? The camera is zoomed into the ball and it zooms out and it's all focused, and you can see like the, the entire like process, like in slow motion as well, right? And it's the side view, right, from from the side of the net. So just the entire like view, it's it's incredible. And the commentator, like the the one specific clip I see, the commentator, uh, whenever I see the, the commentator, the, the analyst says, you know, what's better, the shot or the camera work? And I was like, like yeah, I mean, they're both incredible, right? So it's not even just the shot, but it's like you know how we view the shot. That you know, that's the reason I like it so much. So Benoit Perry's crazy. He had another shot today. Right, backspin, and it you know, jumps back over the net. This one, a little different than the one back in Paris in 2015, but still this, mwah, you know, lovely. So, this is episode 195. I'm 8. This is 8 Speaks. This is TTT. I just dropped my sticky notes. This is TTT, triple T. Technically, that makes it quadruple T, because if you say triple T, that's T, TTT. You know what I'm saying? But... Talk Tennis 10. I like that. That's that's fun. That's only going to happen once in my life. Actually, no, that's, that's a lie. If I get to Talk Tennis 20, well, there you go. And 30 as well. And, yeah, that's it. Oh, I mean, granted, I, we have all, like, the, the 21s and the 22s. <gasps> Yo, when we get to 22, that's going to be TT, TT, 40s. T-T-T-T. Sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. This is this is hilarious to me. To me? That's t- 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 that starts with a T. Yup. So does thesaurus. Thesaurus starts with a T. Alright, I'm done with the with the joke. Joke the joke died out. Like two seconds ago. I know, no, I'm done now. For real. For real. For real. Like, like for real. For realsies. Anyway, Talk Tennis 10. This is the 10th edition of the Talk Tennis series. Love that, right? So, first of all, before I talk more tennis, on on, on my analytics on the podcast, there's this pie chart, right? It's this, it's a pie chart. And it shows me uh, the different platforms, uh, the different percentages uh, that p- the different percentages of the platforms used to listen to eight speaks, right? And you have um, you know you have Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Overcast, all the different things, right? There's one that came up recently where it's it's called Web Browser, right? Web Browser, like you know, someone just looks it up on the you know the Google search bar, Yahoo, if people use Yahoo anymore. Right, you just go into the to the search bar and you just type in stuff. So that's the web browser, right? You go on the internet. You're just you're typing Nate speaks and listen to it. And that's that's dope, right? People are going out of their way to 
listen to this. That's that's incredible. But over the past like couple days, it the the the, the percentage of you know the people who use the web browser it, it's ticking up one percentage at a time, right? It was it was at like two, just you know like two weeks ago, and now it you know, went to three, and four, and five. It was it was it was four just like five days ago, and it was, it was five like two days ago. Maybe even yesterday. Now today it's six percent, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm making a big deal out of this, but when it, when it really isn't. But I just I just it's just going up or seventy five percent. It's like dang, you know. I I find that cool. Granted, I think I'm more interested in it than anybody else because it's, it's you know like my podcast and stuff. So there's a bias to it. But anyway, talk tennis, right? So. I had work today, pretty fun there, and afterward, I hit with one of the, one of the coaches, right, at my school, and it was good, right, I was able to work on my game while helping her prepare for a, a USTA match, so we both got, you know, some, uh, some benefit out of it, it was good, right, it was, it was helpful, it's, it was what I needed, right, I was, Focusing on my own game, focusing on whatever it was that I needed to do. And the things that I needed to do are as follows. Ready? This is what I'm about to say in the next couple of minutes. Maybe, oh, sorry, I'm scratching my microphone. Um, what I'm about to say in the next like minute or two is like the entire purpose of this episode. So, brace yourselves. One thing I focused on from the start... And pretty much all the way to the finish was uh, closing my racket, facing coming over the ball on the forehands. Right on the backhands, a little less so because normally you want it uh, to be perpendicular with the ground, the strings be perpendicular with the ground, um, just so I can, you know, brush up on the ball, add a lot of topspin, and do whatever you know I did. But with the, uh, on the forehand, right, I don't want my balls to sail long, right, and I'm, I'm adding topspin as well. So not so I'm lifting up the racket. Right, I'm I'm lifting it up, you know, from down to up, you know, adding tops, and right. But if I keep the racket face open, the ball's gonna sail long, right? So I need to like close the racket face a bit more, and with that, you know, more topspins added because I'm able to I'm able to like, you know, grip the grip the some side of the ball with the strings and brush, you know, through it, right? Adding that topspin. Granted, you don't want the 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 racket face to be closed to be like you know slanted down the entire time because then you're gonna shank it or you're not gonna have like a long enough contact with the ball, and it might just drop into the net, right? Unless you shake it, it's going like, to fly somewhere else. So, you need a clean call. And, and, and before we, before I even did that, you know, I need to be watching the ball all the way through the through the stroke, so I need to, you know, be able to see the strings on contact. I'm staring, keep my head still while making contact with the shot and follow through and then look after, right? You don't want to move your head too soon. And even before that, you know, there's footwork as well. You want to, like, load the legs, Right, I was, I was when I was at work today. I was I was talking to the kids, and um, and about you know loading with the legs on the forehand and backhand side. We're talking about closers open stance, right? And on open stance for righties, you want to load on your right leg. For lefties, you want to load on your left leg, and so you want to op- you want to you want to load on the leg that uh, for your hitting hand when you're an, uh, hitting a forehand in open stance. Right, when I say loading my leg, that just means like bending it down. It's like, you know, putting, you know, it's like holding like, you know, putting all your body weight there. Not like 
all the body weight, but most of it. So, you know, you can load the leg, you know, bend down so then you can launch yourself up, adding top spin or maybe even just moving through the shot. So you can have a more, you know, uh, just a better shot, right? Uh, that was also one other thing I was working, I was uh, focusing on uh, when I was playing. Right when I was when I was practicing, uh, moving through, moving forward into the shot. You don't always want to stand still, and you don't want to be moving back. Right? I mean, unless you're forced to, then like you know, you don't want to fall back. You can like you know, jump back and like you know, try and uh, stay balanced however you need to, but you don't want to fall back. Uh, but that's only if like you, if the, like you're being pushed back. Otherwise, you know, you want to move your body weight through the shot, like toward the net, right? So I was focusing on moving through the shot as well, but the footwork as well, right? Uh, whether it's open stance or it's closed stance, you want to, you know, as I just said, you know, be moving through the shot, be loading on your legs, adding topspin, and you know, just moving the ball around as well. You know, it's tennis; it's a lot of forward and backward movement. Not so much. I mean, you know, of course, you know, there's the side to side, but a lot of forward to back, uh, back and forth movement, right? Moving you know, away from the baseline toward the baseline. You know, if there's a high lobbing ball. I mean, just, you know, you could take that on the short hop and, you know, move forward into the shot. Otherwise, you know, if it's landing you know, close to the baseline, you want to back up, let the ball come down, drop down to your strike zone before hitting it, right? Then moving forward into the shot, right? Because if it's, if, it's if it's it's high and arcing, right, and it's coming down at a sharper angle than it is going forward, you don't really want to swing up on it to add top swing because then the ball is going to hit the bottom of the frame and, shank, and you're going to shank the ball and it's going to go flying somewhere. Right, so in this case, you want to move your body weight through the shot as well as extending across, hitting a little bit of a hit, hit, uh, hit a bit more of a flatter shot. Sorry, hit a hit more of a flatter shot, um, so you can you know get the ball back on the other side of the net, but you know having a clean contact. And of course, you know watching the ball on contact, make sure you're sending the ball in the middle of strings. And in this case, you want to you I, for me at least, I really want to close the. Uh, Close the strings, or close the racket face, right? When I say close, that just means, like, angle it down toward the ground a little bit more, because if I'm, like, trying to launch it back to the other side of the court, adding topspin and all, if I keep my racket face open, it's going to sail past the baseline, right? So in this case, you got to close the racket face, have a high high arcing shot so it can drop down to the, into the other side of the court deep, uh, but before the baseline, right? So main things were, you know, watching the ball in contact, closing the racket face, I'm moving my body weight through the shot and just using the legs to your benefit, to my benefit, right? All right, so that's pretty much the talk down stuff. So now everything I say after is just going to be like some rambling stuff that is yeah, just more context for the day. So now it's like a day's vibes episode. So that was the tennis portion of it. Yay. All right, so basically humid as heck. It was very humid today, right? It was, it wasn't unbearable. Oh, and okay, the sun, the sun is just bugging me. The last two days, right? It hides behind the clouds and it's all pleasant outside and all shady. When you're picking up tennis balls, you're going for a water break. But when you get right back out on court, when I'm trying to hit, the sun just comes out and it's just shining. And it's blinding. It's not blinding me, but it's just... It's just there, and I can feel my sweat just, you know, like, more sweat up here. I, I can feel, like, the, the, the heat. I can feel the, I can feel the, uh, the, the, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just the feeling, 
when you're like sweaty, when you're like not even sweaty, you know, when you're like drenched, and the sun just comes out and it just and it just starts like pouring on you. I can't say pouring because that's like a rain reference, but like when when is when the sun is just dumping the UV lights on you, you know, it, it's just it's just not the best feeling, you know. I mean, granted, you know, you gotta get outside, you gotta, you gotta play tennis, this is what you gotta, this is what you gotta endure if you, if you wanna practice, right? And I, and I wanted to, I wanted to practice, I wanted to endure it, right? Getting me ready for the, uh, for the Australian summer, when I play, uh, the Australian Open, like, next year, two years, maybe three, four, I don't know, we'll get there one day. Yeah, I was, I was joking about next year, actually, well, it's, like, what, six months away? Yeah, no, I'm not going to be ready in six months. Maybe in 18 months. Give me a year and a half. I'll be better then. <laughs> I, uh, my shirt, oh my gosh, my shirt. You know when you when you start sweating a lot? It, it, it comes from, like, like, the chest region, and you get that, like, that circle below your collar, like, on, like the front part of your collar, and it's 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 a drenched, right? And the more you sweat, you know, the further down it trickles, right? So by the time I was done, the entire shirt, you know, from the collar all the way down, it was drenched, right? There was there was no dry spots except for like on the sides near like my obliques, but that's like natural, that's normal, right? And oh my gosh, my tennis racket grip, that thing was sliding off. I need to change my grip. I need to actually do that right now because I have a lesson in the morning. Right, I want to have time, so I gotta gotta change grips. Do a new st- uh, new sticky um, over grip. Couldn't find the word, but you know we got there. Yeah. So yeah, I gotta do that. But that thing was sliding around. It was it was it was like a ruined. Yeah. Thing though, it it was pearly white, just like ten days ago. And I just put a new grip. Uh, that was the new grip. Ten days later, things messed up. There's like no grip to it anymore. Just non-existent. It's like putting my hand on, like, uh, uh, it, it's like it's like putting my hand on, um, uh, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's like putting my hand on. What what's something that's uh uh. Pfft. I like literally can't think of anything. Oh my gosh, I can't find a reference. Wait, like um, uh, a water slide. There, that's something you can't really hold on to. Granted, a water slide can be like you know five times the size of a person, but you can't really grip your fingers around it. That was that was not good. I could not think of a reference. Just slippery, but what's what's slippery? The, like ice, like black ice. You know, you, a banana peel. Uh, I'm thinking like cartoons. What do people like slip on? Um, I mean, I guess banana peel is really the only thing. But what about like uh, the coyote and the and the road runner? Um, actually, no, that was like less slipping. That was more like. Setting traps and stuff, but whatever. It's like holding uh, a banana peel. Sure. What whatever the reference is, you know, I got I got I got I got to put a new overgrip on it. 
So that's fun. Anyway, I was that racket. That thing was sliding out of my hand earlier. Didn't fly out, no, but it, it, I, it, it like slipped out of my like bottom like three fingers. So I was holding onto it with my my thumb and my index, like the bottom of the grip. I was like, dang, that can't be happening. And yeah, I want my racket flying out of my hands. I think on that clip of uh, Alexander Zverev, I think it was he was playing in Shanghai, twenty nineteen. Where his racket like just completely flew out of his hand into the stands, right? He was hitting a forehand, and as he's wrapping his elbow around his sh- uh, his shoulders, he like the racket like slips out of his hand. I don't think he lets go of it on purpose, and it just goes flying into the stands. I was like, "Dang, I don't want that happening to me," because around me it's, it's it's woods, right? I mean, there's a fence, but I don't want my racket getting stuck in a tree, right? Because there won't be any fans to hand my racket down from the from the stands from you know from a tree so that's unfortunate that would be unfortunate did not happen thankfully and you don't want it to happen on the serve actually the racket i'm using right now is it's damaged there's a crack in it because i let go of the racket. i mean i didn't let go the racket slipped out of my hand off the serve and it slammed right into the ground going at you know some speed mileage per hour or kilometer per hour depending on where you live and, ooh, there's a thud somewhere in my house. Sounds like a, like a paperweight, though, so we're good. No no person fell, luckily. So, um, so you know, the racket, there's a crack in the top of it where it landed because, like, you know, it took so much force, like, you know, the racket can handle it. So now it's just broken. It's not broken. It's still usable. I still use it. It's, like, perfectly fine. It's... Almost perfectly fine. That almost, you know, it's there's a crack in it. It hasn't really affected the racket though. So, and like you know, the uh, like swinging, it's like making contact with the ball. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, it was dripping wet today. Very humid. Hair was falling on my face. Oh, I am. I am gonna get rid of this hair. In like a month and a half. And honestly, I don't. I don't know how it's gonna. I mean, I don't know if I, I'm just gonna feel freeing. Yeah, that's for sure. Because this thing, like right now, it's falling over my eyes, like down my forehead. Like I don't want it to. I want it to stay above my forehead. I have like a. It's like a mini dandelion, right? It's it's growing. It's growing back. It's been growing back since I think. When was my haircut? I think it was February fourth. Or was it March fourth? It was the fourth of either of those months. I think it was March. Whatever it was, um, I'm gonna gonna get rid of it. Gonna get rid of it all. Yeah. Yeah. So that was dripping down. It was like going in my eyes and all this stuff, all the hair. So and I was I was going through it. Honestly, it was fun. Right, just rallying. Then we're going like hitting cross courts, and she came up to hit some volleys. I was always nervous about that. Always trying to hit volleys, trying to hit rally with the person who's at the net hitting volleys because I don't want to like shank it and like you know goes way over their head and I'm like dang I'm sorry and it's like apologize seven times. It's awful. I mean I don't have to, but it's like a force of habit at this point. And the overheads, uh, the overheads were not so good for me. I was I was trying to lob them up, but they were going like every other direction. I mean, I got it, you know, a few straight, and that was good and all. But at the end, the last rally, it was last round was good. 
Alright, I was able to actually pop the ball up and, and spray everywhere. It was good. It was genuinely good. Alright. So yeah, I'm thinking of topspin, flat, all this stuff, right? It was good. Humid. I was drinking some water. So that was good. Let's say hydrated. That was fun, yeah. Walk home. I walked home. It was a good walk home. Thing is, I was walking down a street without sidewalks, right? So I have to walk along, like, the grassy portion next to the shoulder of the road, next to, like, you know, the solid bite line. And, oh, my gosh. I I had to go car mode as a person. And what I mean by that is there was a red light, and it turned green. So, I, you know, there was a car across the street from me at this intersection. So it, was, it came across the road that I was on. And I'm looking around. There's no other cars. So now I I <laughs> I walked across a four-way intersection to get to the other side of the road, dude. And there's no crosswalk. There's nothing, right? The only thing protecting me from getting hit by a car are the two red lights, uh, preventing any other cars from any of the other side streets from uh, moving, right? And there were no cars on any of the roads that you know I was crossing, right? So it was the dumbest decision I've made in the last like. I don't even know how long. That might have been the dumbest decision I've ever made. Right, I make it across, right? I mean, there's, there's no cars coming from uh, the road that I was going on, from the green light road, right? I'm, like, dying of laughter when I get to the other side of the road. I'm like, bro, this is the dumbest thing. This is stupid. I just did that. What am I, an idiot? Yes. I think a couple episodes ago, maybe last episode, whatever it was, I mentioned my definition of an idiot being, you know, me laughing at dumb things. For like no reason. In this case, idiot has a different definition. Like, no, that was like just a dumb decision. <laughs> uh, uh, but I live to tell the tale, right? And I'm just walking down the street and I'm just dying of laughter. And this one woman, <laughs> she rolls down the window. She's the, the, the driver's side window, right? She, she's driving. She rolls down the window. And she says, hey, are you okay? Do you need help? I'm like, no, but thank you. Oh my god, I felt so bad. I mean, I, no, I didn't feel bad, but I'm just, what, what? Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I was listening to music. I was I was actually listening to uh, the first song I listened to. I don't know why this popped in my head, but I, I started humming Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. And I hadn't heard that, I haven't listened to that song in a couple of years. And I remember the last time I listened to it, I was like walking down like a like a just some pathway by myself uh, to get to like I think it was an apartment I think it was like down in Florida or something and I was just walking by myself I'm like you know what you know what would fit this like this walking scene right now like perfectly listening to Boulevard of Broken Dreams right? and so today for the first time in four or five years since that point earlier on I listened to Boulevard of Broken Dreams and I was like this is Funny, this is hilarious. This fits this scene perfectly. I'm walking by myself. All these cars are just passing by, faceless, you know. And I'm just listening to Boulevard of Broken Dreams, you know. I walk this empty street on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Okay, I mean, the, the words don't really match, but what's the line before? Um, I. Wait, I'm. Uh, wait, I can't think of the words now. I walk this empty street on the boulevard of broken. What are the lines before? I walk this lonely road. No, wait. 
Oh yeah, I walked this lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's only me and I walk alone. That one. That line, yeah. I was walking alone, yeah. That was cool, though. I wanted to walk home. It was a good walk home. Yeah. I'm tired now. My legs are like, my legs are tired right now. I gotta go to bed. I gotta, I gotta go sleep. You know? Yeah. I had a nice uh, FaceTime with Jay. Jay's made an appearance on the podcast twice now. Episodes 85 and 88. Love that guy. He's good. He's good. Oh, wait. And 142. Just a little bit ago. I mean, a little bit ago. That was... Oh, shoot. That was 43 episodes ago. Sorry, 53 episodes ago. No, it was 162. No, it was 142 because my favorite episode is one forty is, is 42. Uh, trip to uh, the capital. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Wait, that, so it's 195, that was 142, yeah, it's been 53, it's almost been two months since then? Yeah, because it was May, oh my, I don't, I remember the date, it was May 28th. Dang. It's been almost two months. That's incredible. Wait, how long has this podcast been going on? 195. So we're 15 days past 180. That's six months. Oh, yeah, the six-month anniversary. I mentioned 180. So, yeah, six and a half months? Dang, that's fun. Well, so we're closer to the one-year mark than we are to the first day. That's fun. Not by much, but, you know, by some portion. Cool. Anyway, I was FaceTiming today. We had a good talk just about stuff. Just how, you know, life, things are going, school things, non-school things, personal things, whatever it was. We're just homies. We're bros. We're just, we're just talking. We're just, we're, we're saying whatever needs to be said, right? Me and my bro. Bro. He's my bro. Yeah. I also, I first mentioned him in episode three, the boys. He's the second guy I mentioned in that episode. Cool. Alright, so yeah, I guess with that then I wanna thank you guys for listening. I'm eight. I'm signing off. I hope you're doing well in your lives. If you aren't, I hope you find a way to do so. I really do. I will speak to you guys in episode one hundred and ninety six in the future. <laughs>